Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Booth, and I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2011. I specialise in helping people overcome anxiety and build confidence instead. This weekly podcast will cover a wide range of mental health issues related to anxiety, along with some helpful tips and suggestions that you can try at home. If you have any questions that you'd like answered in a future episode, then please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of my 2021 guest series. And this week I'm joined by Wendy, who is talking about her own experiences of emotional eating. Now, Wendy now works as a coach to people who are struggling with emotional eating, helping people to recognise those patterns, change those habits, and generally just become more happy, healthy and confident in themselves. This episode is a really interesting chat about her own experiences and also some of the pitfalls that we all fall into when we are struggling with things like our weight or our body image. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So I'll start by saying thank you so much for joining me today, despite our internet issues, which have made us a little bit late, but I do appreciate your patience. That's fine. It's lovely to be here, finally. (laughs) Finally, yes. So I wonder for listeners, um, if you could just give us an idea of some of your background, because we're going to talk a little bit about your personal experiences, and then we're also going to talk about what you do for a living now and how those relate. At the moment, I'm uh, now I'm living in Italy, in the beautiful parts of Italy, in the mountains. But originally, I was from the UK, lived lived there for more years than I can remember. I've only lived here for 15 years, so I, the rest of my life I've been I was in the UK. I was looking back now. I can see that I was always had a problem with eating. My mother used to feed me when she thought I was upset. She'd give me food when when it was a sort of love thing. Really, she used to feed me up and so I often felt a little bit well not a little bit a lot Um, I was a very chubby child and I always felt a bit out on a limb felt a bit stuck felt like I had to um, how can I put it I had to be more outgoing because of my size Um, so I think a lot of people might be able to relate to feeling different um and that caused me a great a lot of anxiety actually I was a swimmer originally well I was a swimmer I still am a swimmer I used to love swimming and being overweight and being a swimmer really wasn't very good for me because I had to put a swimming costume on and and I didn't like that people would see this great big lump of a girl everyone said I had a swimmer's build and it's not like the swimmer's build you see today with the beautiful athletes it was sort of like a really chubby fat ugly person and that's how I felt and um, one day I had um, a conversation when I didn't have a conversation I was walking through a town and a group of boys um, had been following us and talking and laughing and joking and as we passed I remember one of them saying that there's that girl again with thunder thighs and from that moment on I really didn't want to do swimming anymore and I was actually part going to be part of the Shropshire team but the cruelty of somebody's words when I was young that stopped me from doing what I wanted to do and from that moment on my swimming stopped because I couldn't bear to be seen in a swimming costume and I didn't want to tell anybody that 
I wanted to keep it to myself. So I found something else I was good at, which was singing and being an actor. So I did that and I could be somebody else then, which was rather nice. I didn't have to be myself and people accepted me for who I was. So that sort of seems to disappear, or the, or the, the wanting to be part of something else or being part of a group or being liked was very important. And I got that from, from my activities of um, acting and singing. But underneath, it was still a great, it caused me a great anxiety. And when I was anxious, my mum used to, again, give me lots of food and I'd get food before I went to bed and it sort of escalated. Um, it, it, was, it was a horrible thing. And, and I always used to think, well, my mum's being kind. And so um, I carried on, carried on living. And then I got married. I thought, oh, this is going to end now. But then, of course, I had more pressure on myself. Then it was my fault. All my eating and my, dis my just hating myself. I had a really, really bad body image. I hated myself. Um, and my confidence went really, really low. I had lots of good, fantastic jobs. Um, but even then... The, the fact that my I hated my body and I then I started hating myself um, that an anxiety that absolute pain inside that I was crying because I wanted to get out and I couldn't I couldn't escape and now it's down to me it wasn't down to my mum feeding me it was down to me and so then I started telling myself I was horrible I was fat I was ugly and I shoveled yet more food down my throat so I ended up probably nearly a hundred kilos. Um, and I was desperately, desperately unhappy, really unhappy. Uh, then circumstances got the better of me. Self-hate isn't a great thing. So I then suffered from depression and anxiety for three years and I was off work because I couldn't, I physically couldn't do my job. The day I gave up, the day I said, I can't cope anymore with the way I feel, that was it. I sort of, my body shut down and that was it. I, I needless to say, I nearly wasn't here anymore because I hated myself so very much. Uh, it's still a bit painful today to think about it. Yeah, of course. That sounds like a really, really difficult place to be. Um, I went to see professionals who could have helped me, um, but they didn't really understand. They didn't really understand uh, the feeling of self-hate, of um, not being enough, of being ugly. And most of these were actually men. So it, it, I still didn't feel very confident speaking to them and I never really ever admitted. And I think one day this one of them said to me, why do you always wear black when you come to see me? And I would wear black leggings and a black, big black, black baggy T-shirt because at that size, I couldn't really find nice clothes to fit. And um, I sort of said, this is all I've got. I haven't got any clothes that fit me anymore because I'm putting on so much weight. I'm just, I just can't, I haven't got anything else that will fit me. And then it sort of struck me that this isn't just isn't going to work. So I've, I went on things like Weight Watchers diets and Slimming World diets and, and yeah, they worked. And I lost the weight and I felt fantastic for a while. 
and then something struck me again and I would go back to having you know something's frightened me for example or I got angry I would go into the kitchen I would eat cheese biscuits anything I could get my hands on I would just I would just eat um and I thought that's what my life was going to be like I I, I went round and round and round in circles and I hated myself um so uh, then I had an opportunity to move to Italy because I was I then got jobs I I'd got I got another job I was doing okay uh, I had quite a good job I was a manager of a travel agent so I love traveling so that was a benefit and I also had to wear a uniform so I looked quite presentable although I looked like the side of a house in it <laughs> um, but I got redo made redundant and then I was fortunate enough to then decide that I was going to give up everything and move to Italy. Um, so I did. And I thought things were going to get better. Great people, great country, great weather. But there's also a lot of food, a lot of sitting around. Um, and the lifestyle is very relaxed. So again, I went back up to being over 100 kilos. Uh, and then I saw a picture of myself and that moment that was it I knew I had to do something about it so um, I started looking at not what I was eating but how I was thinking about myself and why I was eating and it took me a few years but I've lost over 35 kilos in weight and although I've said to you when I was coming on today, I was, I noticed my anxiety. I was getting really nervous and I thought I, I can see it coming back, but now I'm actually in control. So I've taken control of my feelings um, and it's great. Uh, it's not going to go away. I know it's always going to be there, but I know how to control it now. And um, so I'm, I'm, per I'm, I'm happy now for the first time in, I think last year, um, I actually didn't wear a pair of trousers around the swimming pool. I actually wear a, wore a swimming costume. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's crazy little things like not being able to put a swimming costume on because you're nervous of what other people will think of you. It's, um, it's a huge, I have a huge weight off my shoulders now. And, and I think being anxious about what people think about you it is other people's opinions and how you feel about yourself and then other people, how they think about you makes a big difference, but I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect, but I feel a lot better. So I've learned a few lessons, put it that way. No, I don't think any of us ever will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people will relate to this cycle that you've ended up in because even from my own personal experience, Eating makes you feel better. It's comforting, particularly things like chocolate, fast foods, things like that. I mean, they're designed really to be comforting, to make you feel good. That's why they're produced and why you have to buy them. So it, I think there's a lot of people that will really empathise and understand that whole process and how it does become so entrenched in who we are, because it becomes just a habit. And... As you say, it makes you feel good at the time or you think it's relieving, it's relieving how you feel. But in actual fact, it's also it's it's all a cycle. You 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 eat to feel better 
and then suddenly you realize that it's not doing you any good and you keep going round and round in circles and um there's no such thing as bad food you can enjoy chocolate you can enjoy crisps i love cheese i love cheese and i love bread and living in italy pizzas and and wine and but you i i've learned that you can still have that you can it's just the way you look at it and the way you um don't comfort yourself you eat for the pleasure of eating not to try and block out other issues that are, are really underneath deep down um there's a big difference between eating for hunger and enjoyment and eating for to cover up problems that you might not have even admitted which was what I was doing <laughs> i know through various uh, attempts that i've had to lose weight it's quite surprising how little food you really need so there's so much of your everyday eating which is likely to be linked to emotions and how you feel and for me that was a real like startling awareness of how out of control these things can get because it's easy to just keep adding one more biscuit or one more chocolate bar and over time it just increases 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 and increases and it was quite shocking to me to learn how much extra I was adding and still do sometimes although now I tend to do it because I want to rather than because I feel like I need to. That process of change how did you become more aware of when you were eating because of emotions and when you were eating because you wanted a treat, wanted to try something, wanted to enjoy a flavour instead? That took a long time. Um, the, the first thing to, to do is uh, what I did was I noticed why I was doing it. And I think what a lot of the times that what was happening is, and what I've um, since learned, is that being mindful. So stopping before you actually put that thing in your mouth or before I put that thing in my mouth thinking why am I doing it because most of the time it was just mindless like you say the packet of biscuits there's a packet of biscuits so I'll have one that was nice I'll have another and another and another and it isn't that you're hungry it's just the fact that it's there and you're not thinking about it or I wasn't thinking about it um and it it's just it's an automatic habit and it's like a treat mechanism, isn't it? You, you, something happens. So, for example, someone shouts at you or you get angry and you go for a biscuit and then you keep on and on and on. And it, because it feels good and it, it helps you to just forget about the day. Um, but if you th stopped and thought, I'll have one, that's fine. And then notice your feelings and, and, and eat it slowly but instead it's just you I probably wouldn't even taste it I just wolf it down and and and, and not even breathe in between taking a mouthful um, but when you actually slow down and notice before you actually put it into your mouth that does that does help and then you also notice when you're um when you've had enough because you can sort of it all of a sudden you can really think oh my god I've just eaten all those and I'm so full I feel sick um, and that's another issue, although I've never had uh, bulimia or anything like that. But I have, I, I actually encountered a lady, a young lady who was beautiful and she had, she had that. So, but I, thankfully I didn't suffer from that, but um, the, the endless thoughtlessness. So now mindfulness for me makes a big difference. And that's, again, I noticed that today. I stopped and thought, I can, you notice that your feeling in your stomach is, is constricted it's tight 
you're not hungry because it's not empty your your stomach is feeling tight so that's it's a difference between noticing the difference between hunger and noticing the difference between stress yeah that's I have to say when I experienced issues like this stress was definitely my trigger and at the time I was working in fraud so investigating fraud for a company and it was a lot of office work so sitting at a desk and a lot of stressful conversations with people who were potentially committing fraud and it was just so easy to have something on your desk and then maybe 20 minutes later it's gone and because you start to associate it you start looking for it so then I was buying more stuff I was bringing in packets and things to have in my desk in case I wanted it and of course it would get eaten and it was definitely that lack of thinking that for me was a huge factor and as soon as I stopped and thought about it I was like why am I eating all of this like it would give me headaches sometimes, sweets and things. And making you feel sluggish. So you you could have, and, and then of course, if you're having sugary things, you get the dips, you get dips from, uh, you know, you, your sugar runs low and then you need a, you need a high and, and it's like that and coffee. Um, you're sitting at a desk and it's very hard to, to break habits. It's this habit, it is a habit, it's a habit. So tell us a bit about what you do now because your current work is informed by this experience yes <laughs> um i'm i'm helping people um just like the problems that i had i'm helping them just discover what they're um really it's so simple because everybody really knows what they're doing i mean i knew what i was doing you you've told you just said now you knew what you were doing it's just somebody to make um make you aware of what you're doing and to think about it and and but you know, not to say, oh, you've got to go on a diet because that's not that's not the case. You need to find out. I need, what I do is I try and help people find out what the issue is. So whether it's um, stress related, whether it's like me with self hate, body image, because um, I, I really hated how I looked and how I thought about myself, and 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 critical thinking about yourself is horrible. You, I wouldn't speak to anybody the way I spoke to myself. It's horrible. So that's what I've been doing. And um, just listening to people, being there, being someone who supports it. You know, I have a few people who um, are lonely, looking, they're, they're, and working from home now as well. Um, a lot of people have found themselves stuck at home with no escape working from in the kitchen or or nearby nearby the, and and their thought they're not thinking that they're they're not it's not it's, it's difficult to explain that they're, they're they're not in a work situation where they're removed from their food like you were saying you took your food into work but you realize what you're doing they're at home working from home something upsets them or they're bored which often happens so that's all it is is uh, it is just helping people to understand how they're feeling and what they're doing and ways to overcome it so replacing the um, thought that I'll go and have a biscuit with I'll go for outside for 10 minutes and work in the garden or I'll play with a dog or um, do something with the children to to an alternative um something to take your mind off food basically really and will also encourage people to move about a bit more so um it's 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 lovely and it 
it helps me it's not I'm, I'm quite I'm being quite selfish as well because when I see people improve and feel better about themselves it helps me as well because I think yeah I know how much better you feel and, and it makes me feel good too because I know how horrible I felt and um, I've, I've got a young uh, young oh, she's not a young lady she's about my age um, in in the in the states and she she is um, a designer and she has this beautiful red suit which she can no longer get into so we're walk, we're working towards making her look beautiful she's beautiful anyway she's stunning um, but she has a son and so every time she makes him a meal like a sandwich because he's always hungry he's 14 he's always eating so she makes him a meal a sandwich and she'll eat one with him but this was something that she hadn't noticed something so simple um so that's what I'm doing I'm just I'm just being there for people um I enjoy doing it it's great I love seeing people just feel nice yeah, I imagine that must be really rewarding. I think a lot of therapists are probably the same in that there's an element of selfishness to the work that we do because it helps us learn and improve ourselves as well. So yeah, I can imagine that reaching those places with people must be really quite inspiring. I know I never had that support. I think that's what I know I missed. I know I had the professional help that I that I got and the people that I saw yes they were professional but they didn't really understand how I felt and sometimes you just need someone who feels like a friend um, someone who's done and been there and has every faith that you can do it because if I can and I did um, I mean I have pictures of me on well I don't have pictures of me on holiday actually most of them are from the back because there's no way I'd have had my picture taken from the front and I think that's what surprised me is that now I, I will have my picture taken. It's a little uncomfortable, but um, but when I see people the same now, like my colleague in um, the lady I'm working with in the states, she wants she she and she's you can see it in her face. She's getting excited about her red suit, um, and and it's just wonderful to see. It's it's really nice to see people just being comfortable with themselves it isn't about it's like you say it's not about being perfect because we, none of us will be it's just being comfortable with ourselves and um, and being happy and, and 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 not being nasty to ourselves really as well yeah it's an interesting point that you raised before about the way that you spoke to yourself and how you would never speak to a friend yeah. in that way and it is absolutely incredible how horrible we can be in our own heads to ourselves it's it's absolutely incredible and we genuinely believe these things like mm. I'm good enough or I'm not worth anything or I'm fat I'm lazy all of these things that people call themselves and we would never do it to somebody else how mm. challenging was it for you to change that narrative in your head I, I I have to admit that I'm still capable of doing that um that's usually when I'm tired that I notice that I do it and I but now I notice and I think because I've t I took up meditation so now I I am more aware of that what I'm doing to myself but I'm also equally aware that I can pick myself back up um and I'm not a fan of affirmations and things like that standing in front of the mirror although I know they work but sometimes it is it is worth saying to yourself well actually you do look nice today um, or I would I would never and, and I've st I started wearing makeup even at home during lockdown 
I would put it on because I felt, yeah, I look better with it on. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to actually put perfume on today. <laughs> I know you can't smell it, but, but anything to make yourself feel better, anything to stop those nasty voices. It, uh, and it takes, it does take some work, but when you've got someone on your side, when someone's telling you that you're going to do well, when you've got someone that's actually being nice to you, it's easier to start believing that. There's a, there was a line in Pretty Woman. I'm old enough to remember the film. Um, and um, uh, she says, the bad stuff is easier to believe. And that is what I always used to believe. I used to believe myself, but now I don't believe it anymore. I can pick myself back up just by being nice to myself. Um, and that's all it takes. As long as I'm not tired, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I think we all struggle a little bit more when we're tired. We don't quite have that control over what our head's doing. And it has <laughs> that freedom to just chuck a few extra bits in and you're like, no, not okay. doing that today. <laughs> so a lot of it, talking about sounds really like self-care and valuing yourself enough to actually care for yourself in a, in a healthy way. Um, I often see on social media self-care being likened to things like having that slice of cake. Whereas I found for me that self-care was a lot more about nourishment and giving myself what I needed in order to enjoy the things that I wanted to do. What kind of self-care activities would you recommend for people who are struggling with this kind of issue? For me, I really dislike exercise, which is not good. <laughs> but I have found that I, I always used to love dancing. So I do Zumba and I make sure that I do Zumba. Um, and I also now I do do exercise because because I've lost such a lot of weight I had a lot of skin and that's one thing that a lot of people don't tell you is yeah you can lose weight but then you look like an elephant because you, your skin's all baggy so you I have to do some form of exercise so to make myself feel good I do that self-care also um, what I do is I make sure I I do um, meditation now I make sure I listen to music and I go out with my, when I can, I go out with my friends. Um, Italy's been a bit weird with um, the lockdown and we have sort of different red zones, yellow zones, orange zones. And whenever we go into an or a yellow zone, I'm allowed further than 30 kilometres. So at that moment, we all, me and my three friends, we actually go out. So even if it's for a day, we'll go to the beach, go shopping, just meet up and meet just meet somebody different um even if it's for a coffee and take that time and say i am worthy of taking a moment for myself it's not all about work and working from home you know that you're at beck and call of people for maybe as many hours as, as they want you to be but it's to say no i'm having some time for myself and I'm going to go out and do the gardening or, but I, 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 prefer, I prefer to go out with my friends and, and have a lunch somewhere nice and buy some, buy something, even if it's something small, but for me, not for the house, <laughs> not, not for anybody else, just to be really selfish. And it's that, that for me, self-care and just meeting somebody different and having a, having a chat really makes a difference. One of the key things I like about what you're sort of saying and what you're seeming to allude to is that it's still okay to really enjoy food. Mm. Yes, never give up. Never give up chocolate. If you like chocolate, have it. Have a square. 
don't eat the whole bar. Um, I can't live in it. I can't live in Italy on a keto diet or anything like that because there's no way I'm giving up pasta or pizza. Um, but the, the the fact is, you can you you just have a little less or just spread it out. I mean, a lot of people I know do sort of like binge eating at the weekend, but there's no point in doing that. You may as well have a little bit here and there and make yourself feel great. I wouldn't. No, you should never. Um, you shouldn't restrict yourself. Um, it's just being cruel there's I mean life's difficult enough without um being cruel to yourself you may as well just enjoy it there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine you know or it, have fun because you only get one life I mean that's what I've learned living in Italy the people here are very confident they love their food they might especially around here they're very short people um because they live in the mountains so they're and they're a little round more round than the beautiful people you see in the north um but they're wonderful and they have such a, a, a zest for life they're happy and that's the most important thing if you're happy that's that's great it doesn't matter if you're huge or you're tiny enjoy life because you know it's too short to be miserable i lost three years of my life I don't I can't even remember a lot of the things that ever happened in those three years everything was black and I I lost that and I'm I'll never get that back and I'm not going to restrict my diet now and make myself miserable you know by saying you can't have this and you can't have that there's always ways around it yeah eat cake but do it do it mindfully yeah I love that advice do it mindfully one of the things that I found really helpful was I started sucking chocolate instead of just yeah. chewing and following it. And it's amazing actually, like you taste so much more and it's so much sweeter as well. And by the time you've done a couple of squares of that, you are genuinely done with the chocolate because you've had such an experience of it. So definitely that mindfulness is something that I think yeah. if people can give that a go at home, I think would be quite a significant thing for them. That That is one of the things, I do some free events on Facebook and things like that, some group events. And that is one of the things that we do. Um, you get your favourite piece of, I, I use I cheese, for example, I love, or, but as you say, chocolate, and you eat one piece, a small piece, and you smell it, and you hold it, and you, you look at it, then you put it in your mouth, then you bite it slowly, then you feel it going down your throat, and you notice how long it lasts, and it lasts for ages. And then maybe you'll notice, like, later on, your... Um, you, you'll still feel the saliva in your mouth. You'll feel, you'll still taste it and it tastes, it changes. So that's what you lose if you eat quickly. You don't notice all these things going on underneath. And it's fun. It's really, it can be quite exciting. I see, I'm getting excited now. <laughs> it can be really exciting. You know, it's not, when you appreciate what you're eating, it's, it's brilliant. You know, it's, it's great. That's what you're supposed to do. It's, you're supposed to taste it and enjoy it. Not, you know, really, really enjoy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so if I may, I'd quite like to touch on body positivity, because mm. especially on social media, for people who may be my age group and a bit younger, there is starting to be a bit more of a wave of accepting your body as it is, even if it's overweight or has cellulite or has loose skin or whatever the thing that you might be self-conscious about, learning to be able to love your body. Is that something that you've worked with? that's it's it's horrible it's because like you, you say on social media there are so many people that have beautiful bodies perfect 
women who young ladies who are absolutely stunningly beautiful with absolutely no fat um no cellulite nobody's like that in real life everybody has something and uh, as I say, I, I alluded to it earlier on that I lost with, with I've lost over 30, 35 kilos. So inside all that skin, there was a lot of fat and that has gone. And now I am left with skin, which is unfortunate. But, you know, it's fine. It, it's, it's human life. And you can feel, I think the thing is confidence. If you can be confident, I was saying, but Italian people, they have, you'll see the bananas on the beach in their bikinis and they're, they're, nobody takes a blind bit of notice because everybody is confident that they look wonderful. They're as wonderful as they can be. They've been brought up to think they're beautiful and they are beautiful. And, it, and you know, no, it, it, we, I've got, yeah, I've got baggy bits. And, um, but I, I, I really feel for the younger, for younger people, I'm older as well and I feel the same we're none of us are perfect um you you just have to try and be confident and be really clear, happy with how how you look and you know it's it's natural there is there's nothing wrong with looking you know a bit baggy or a bit lumpy um, it's fine it's really and that is part of the beauty and I think maybe for women and men I mean it's not just young women I mean men have the same issues and um everybody is caught isn't is self-confident I think and uh, in in some way and that there, there should be no you should never feel um, nobody's really that interested that, that in you they're more interested in themselves so no one's really going to notice if if you've got a bit of fat here or you know whatever or scars even I mean I have I have scars because I've got operation scars which I used to try and hide and I think oh, I'm getting on now so that's it you know I can't I can't keep hiding away in 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 big clothes or trying to hide things this is me and I'm now happy with how I feel so social media does have a lot of a lot to cope with but as you say thankfully now there are people who are showing up and that's what I've been doing as well because I really don't like having my picture taken but on my social media posts I do begrudgingly take my picture sometimes I hide I hide behind trees and all sorts of things just so I don't, I don't show myself too often but yeah it's fine um I don't think I I don't think I put some in cost, costume picture on um, pin, um on Instagram or anything like that though yeah, everyone has their, their own limits and where they're comfortable with. There's been a lot of accounts recently that I've really enjoyed looking at where they'll show the difference between posed pictures and things. And it really gives you insights on social media as to how false some of the images can be and how altered they are, or even just the body positioning of the, of the model changes how they look. Um, and then you see them standing like normally, like I would stand, and suddenly they look like a normal person. So it's very gratifying to see that people are starting to at least show some of those things. Yeah, I've I have, I've seen the ones that on on Instagram like that where you have the the and they they look totally different the way they stand. I mean, when I take a picture, it's like I'll take one picture and think, oh my god, I don't like that. I'll delete it. I'll take another one. But what someone said to me was, well, you realise that in these photo shoots that people will take hundreds of pictures before they actually pick one 
that they like. And so you're being hard on yourself for taking one or two pictures and they all look awful, but don't be because these, these pictures that you see on social media are engineered anyway. And then they've taken so many that they're going to get one that looks great. Um, we're all human. We're all normal and we're not models. And I, I just think it's nice when people like are brave enough to show what it's what it's really what their normal is um not not stage not pose not sticking your backside out or your chest out just standing normally and, and you're and everyone has a stomach so it's it's not an issue really and yeah there are people that do weights and they look fantastic and but that's a lot of work and I'm afraid I'm not prepared to I haven't got the hours in the day to do that and I wouldn't <laughs> Yes, and that's an interesting, realistic approach, isn't it? Because I think for a lot of us, I mean, we all have the capacity to be a super slim, fat-free athlete. But the reality is that we have other things in our lives that are more important than that. And that's okay. It's absolutely okay not to to do that if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It's it, to, to, to actually be a model, to, um, to look great in a bikini or you have to lift weights you have to do an awful lot to keep yourself in that in that state um, and it's unrealistic for an for a, for, for ev every normal person unless that's going to be what you want to do but you have to give up a lot you have to give up a lot of um well you have to give up a lot of food but you also have to eat um every four hours you have to eat a lot of protein um and again it's re you really need to want to do that because otherwise you're never going to get there you'll never do it so there's no point in putting pressure on yourself just to look like a bikini model um unless you're going to be one so what kind of goals do you set with clients how do people set healthy goals really um how i would do it is to find what i do is find out what the goal of that person is what do they want um if someone says I want to lose weight well that's fine but why do you want to lose weight first of all what are you trying to achieve it's all very well saying I want to lose like me 30 kilos but why well, what what is your motivation for doing that um you then have to well, say really it's important to decide what you want first um goal wise I would never say anybody to, to go on a strict diet just concentrate on what you're eating um, and take it slowly never rush never think I mean there's people that sort of do these really fad diets and think they're going to lose five kilos in a week or whatever and and those goals just aren't achievable I think it needs to be long term uh, you need to uh, take it take it slowly because it doesn't work if you if you suddenly decide that um you're like me overweight it took me quite a few years to learn it's it's a learning it's changing your habits you can't do it overnight so I would never set a goal um six months or whatever yes weigh yourself but don't do it every day once a week maximum really um but just be really is is the kindness I, I think the thing is, is just the kindness and and the being kind to yourself really um, don't put any pressure don't put don't let anybody put pressure on you but don't let yourself be put under pressure because you don't feel good about yourself would you say that you're happier now that you've lost weight and is it because of the weight loss that you're happier 
I'm very happy now I've lost weight, but that isn't because I've lost the, well, it is because I've lost the weight, <clears throat> but it's also because I've now found the confidence and the reason why I was unhappy. Um, and I think once you've sorted out that the, re the real inside reason that the weight piled on in the first place, that's when you become happy. So it was just um, an effect, if you like, an effect of eating too much. Um, it, it, the, that was one of the side effects, eating too much of how I felt about myself. So I feel better now I've lost the weight, but the, the real thing was inside was the hate um, that I felt for myself and that, and that was cyclic. So once you start feeling better about yourself then you eat less then of course you lose weight so so now i'm i stay probably within about one or two kilos without even making any effort um which is which is great um, and every time i weigh it's around about the same so i think i've sorted out the inner feeling which has helped with with that at with that um problem that i had so once you've sorted out the inner problem the rest sorts it out itself so yes I've, I'm certainly a lot happier. That's the confidence thing. It's being able to go out and know you can enjoy a, a meal and not have to worry, and know that I can. I and know that I can actually afford to buy, uh, not afford to buy, but get into some nice clothes now rather than um, just my black leggings and a big baggy t-shirt. I actually I like looking nice. I like dressing up, and I like to you know look look presentable. And I wasn't that. I wasn't happy with how I looked so um, I'm happy now so uh, that's fine I'm not I never ever achieved my target weight by the way <laughs> I'm still heavier than I thought I was ever going to be but for me I'm done I'm I'm happy I've, re I've reached where I want to reach I know I, w I I know I look ill if I lose any more so that's fine I'm, I'm happy so it sounds to me like you're treating the excess weight as a symptom really and it's when you deal with the root cause then that symptom naturally goes away. Yes, it is. It's it. it that was just one of the, the one of the symptoms, like the, the depression. It's one of the symptoms. You feel bad about yourself. That's what happens. You start feeling good about yourself. All that stops. You feel no need, no need to to eat. Amazing. So, where can people find out more about you if they're interested in learning more? The website which um, is almost perfect, dot me. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, and, and Instagram as well. Almost perfect gets me um, most, most of the time. <laughs> but no bikini pictures? No, no bikini pictures. <laughs> I, prom I promise. There's lots of pictures of me hiding behind trees, um, <laughs> but no bikini pictures, no. Amazing. So, yes, if people... Would like support or somebody to talk to or just would like more information then those are the places that they can find you yes thank you so much for giving us your time this afternoon thank you very much Yvonne. it was really nice to be to be with you and um hope i haven't bored everyone stiff <laughs> i'm sure you won't have i i actually think that there'll be a lot of people who will identify with this and i mean even my own story not not to make your interview about me but I almost had the opposite problem in that I was bullied all the way through school because I was very, very slim and it made me so self-conscious and so uncomfortable about being seen a certain way that it caused me to then 
develop an issue with food that made me put on loads of weight. And then when it came to my wedding, I needed to get rid of it as quick as possible. So I went on a crazy diet that was horrible. And then of course, since the wedding, it's all slowly come back on. And it's mm -hmm. been the same journey for me. It's been a real discussion with myself as to why has this actually happened? Because it's not really about the food, really. No. So I really do think that people will really quite resonate with what you've had to say. So I, I don't think you've bored anyone still. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, uh, you say there are all sorts of people with, you know, like you, the other, the other way. But it's, it's how, how people get into your brain and then you start feeling about yourself and and that is that's not good that really isn't good it, it can go one way or it can go the other way and and we really should have the confidence to look after ourselves because we are amazing we really are amazing yeah it's amazing what our bodies can do when we stop stressing about how much or what they look like yes we need to just accept ourselves and be happy <laughs> that seems like a perfect ending point Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast for notifications on future episodes. And if you have the time to write a quick review, then that would be greatly appreciated. To find out more about me and the work that I do, please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.